Welcome to the Summit Your Health Show. I'm your host, Dr. Ryan Sousley, Coeur d'Alene, Idaho, and this is the show where we talk about the most common health issues that people face today and give you natural and practical solutions to help you summit your health so you can summit your life. Thank you for joining me for another action-packed episode today. I hope you take value, take notes, and most importantly, take action. All right. Hey, welcome back to the show. I'm your host, Dr. Ryan Sousley, Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. Hey, I had this amazing opportunity recently to go into a dental office in Coeur d'Alene, and I got to speak to 25 people that work there. These were dentists and dental hygienists and people that uh, were just assistants or you know front desk receptionists, that kind of thing. And it was it was an amazing opportunity. We actually do this quite a bit, quite often. Um, usually every month, sometimes a couple times a month, we'll take lunch into a local business or church or organization, and we'll teach people about the importance of their spine and nervous system and about being healthy, and try to give people you know really practical, actionable steps that they can take to take better care of their health, you know, because our mission is to help people live their best, best life. It's, it's very similar to what we talk about on this show every week. And, uh, it was, it was really interesting because I have a dentist who's a patient of ours. He's, he doesn't work at this clinic, but we have a dentist who's a patient of ours and he was in practice for 27 years and eventually had to get out of practice because he had this thing called MSD, which is musculoskeletal dysfunction or disorder. And really all that means is that you've got so much muscle pain, so much soft tissue inflammation that it becomes this like syndrome or this disorder. And it became so chronic that he had to literally get out of practice because as a dentist, as you can imagine, you're sitting in an obscure posture for most of the day. In fact, he gave me some research. He, he went on to become a consultant and a coach and he said some articles uh, published internationally and he gave me one of his articles and it was all about forward head posture and some of the statistics in there were mind blowing, especially for dentists. But, you know, I, I think about all the people that I uh, work with, you know, especially when I'm out in the community doing ergonomics lectures or posture lectures or even just health lectures. And I, you know, I'm always curious about what people's workstation look like, looks like. And, you know, I think a lot of people have a workstation and th this would even go for, you know, if you're retired, but you have a hobby and you're looking down a lot or you're at a desk or you're at you know some kind of station where you're focused on something in front of you it's it's astounding how much we do as a society that involves us looking down and bending forward and dentists are probably the worst you know and it's just it's natural i don't know if you could ever really get away with any other kind of <laughs> scenario because people just need to have their teeth looked at and you got to contort your body in a certain way in order to be able to do that but you know, in this article, there's some interesting t statistics that one out of three dentists or hygienists end up having to retire early from this thing called MSD or musculoskeletal disorder, which is really just chronic pain. I mean, that's all that means is chronic pain. And so long story short, I went into this dental office and I did this whole lecture about posture. And I want to share with you today some key concepts from this lecture that I think will be really helpful to you because again, you know, not everybody listening to this is a dentist or a hygienist, but I do know that if you're even close to being like the average person, you probably spend a lot of your day sitting. In fact, I looked this up and OSHA reports that the average worker in America 
spends at least four to five hours a day sitting while they're doing their job. And this could be, maybe you drive for a living, but you're still sitting, you know, maybe you work at a desk, maybe you work at a computer, maybe you're taking notes or you have to read a lot of things like you're a paralegal or you're, you're a proofreader or a copywriter, you know, whatever it might be. Um, even if you work at a grocery store, you know, you're, you're sitting or you're standing and you're looking forward, you're looking down, you're counting money, you're operating a machine or a computer, most of what we do involves either sitting or standing, but still looking down in a forward flexed posture, right? Like even if you're, you know, let's say you're, you're totally retired, but you like to, I got a, I got a couple older guys who love the outdoors and they love loading their own ammo or they love tying their own flies to go fly fishing. It's like, Hey, that's great. You know, and I love the fact that you're getting out there, you're staying active, you're in nature. Those are all healthy things. However, you know, if you're not careful, you could sit there and load ammo for two or three hours at a time. And you know, you're, you're, the, the reality is that your temporary posture becomes your permanent posture. And that's, the, that's one of the first key concepts that I want you to take away today is that your temporary posture becomes your permanent posture and your permanent posture affects your health and your lifespan. And that's 100% true. In fact, I'm going to share some really, really interesting research with you about how your posture not just your temporary posture, but your permanent posture. And again, they kind of go hand in hand because the more time you spend in a certain position, the more your body assumes that's its new normal. And the longer it stays like that, the harder it is to undo. In fact, you know, it's really interesting. My, um, a good example of this is my wife's grandma and grandpa. The grandpa was six, four and the grandma was five, two. And so you can imagine what their relationship was like, you know, and they were married like 70 years or something crazy like that. And, uh, you know, his whole life, he wanted to be down where his wife was and be in her world. And so of course he was forward flexed all the time. And so now, you know, when he was in his eighties and then he eventually got into his nineties and he's still alive today. But the point is, you know, his, his, all those years of that temporary posture flexing down to be near his wife because she was so short, you know, it became his permanent posture. And when we became chiropractors, we started talking to our family about posture. You know, he literally just couldn't stand up straight. We'd be like, Hey, you get, you got to stand up straight. Your posture's going to take its toll on your body and your health. And he literally just could not stand up straight. And so that's another, that's another thing that I just want you to know that when I talk about posture, a lot of people think like, Oh, that's just standing up straight or sitting up straight. I just got to be more aware. I got to pay more attention. Well, yeah, that's part of it. But listen, if your posture, if your temporary posture over the years has led to a certain permanent posture, I hate to tell you this, but you can't fix that on your own. You can't. Like if you look at your spouse and they're sitting there or standing there and their head is noticeably forward relative to their shoulders, like if you can just eyeball it and it looks like it's more than an inch, which may not sound like a lot, but I'm going to share some statistics a little bit later about how even just a centimeter of forward displacement can uh, ruin your nervous system and your, your things like your heart health and your lung health. But if you can see it in your spouse and you tell them, Hey honey, you know, sit up straight, sit up, you stand up straight, uh, get your shoulders back. They might be able to do it for a moment, but if they go right back to that other posture, that's their permanent posture. And unless you have a professional, you know, someone who focuses on posture correction, it's really, really difficult, if not impossible to fix on your own. And so that's, that's the thing, you know, the key takeaway point number one is your, your temporary posture becomes your permanent posture and your permanent posture affects your health and your lifespan. In fact, some of the research that's come out more recently 
has linked poor posture, specifically head posture. And that's what we're talking about today. Because again, I got to go into this dental clinic and I got to talk to them and, and hopefully, you know, scare the scare the life out of them, you know, about their posture. And that's what I wanted. I even told them, I was like, Hey, before I leave today, I want you to be scared to death about your posture and to be hyper-focused and aware of maintaining good posture. And it's not just because I don't want you to have neck pain or headaches, although, you know, that's obvious if you have forward flexed head posture, things like neck pain, back pain, headaches. Uh, but also research shows now that numbness and tingling into your arms or hands, you know, like pins and needles or weakness, coldness, uh, numbness into your arms or hands can be caused by forward head posture, breathing problems. In fact, I'm going to tell you a story a little bit later about uh, a patient of mine who was on an inhaler for over a decade. And it was simply just because he had such bad forward head posture and we were able to, able to actually help him correct it. And lo and behold, six months after we corrected his posture, he was able to get off his inhaler. You know, and this, and this is not a young kid. This is a guy who is in his 60s after a decade of being on an inhaler just by fixing his posture was able to restore the function of his lungs. Um, digestive issues are also affected by your posture. Hormone imbalance, things like endorphins or serotonin and dopamine are affected by your posture. That's why people with poor posture typically are low energy people. Have you ever noticed that? Like if you walk around or you meet someone and they have terrible posture, almost always they have low energy as well. And there could be something to be said for, well, maybe their low energy is because of an emotional struggle they're going through or a self-esteem issue. And that's why they're, they're presenting themselves with a guarded posture. That might be true, but at the end of the day, the outcome is the outcome. And so in my opinion, it doesn't really matter if the chicken or the egg came first, the chicken and the egg are both there, right? And so your posture affects your health. So whether it's whether it's an emotional thing or a mental thing or a stress thing that's causing your posture to be compromised, at the end of the day, that compromised posture is still going to have a negative impact on your health. And now, you know, they are linking poor posture to a shorter lifespan. In fact, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to talk about that later too. I'm going to share a study that has been able to prove that a bad, like bad posture, again, specifically forward head, forward head posture, rounded to the shoulders. There's this thing called hyperkyphosis of your thoracic spine. It's basically just where your upper back is rounded too forward and your shoulders are rolled in. And, th and that actually kind of goes hand in hand with forward head posture. But they've been able to prove that that posture, again, doesn't just cause pain or tension or headaches, but it literally shortens your lifespan. And so I want to I want to go over some of the most common causes, and then we're going to talk about what you can start doing right away to start fixing these things. Um, and again, and if you, if your if your temporary posture has become your permanent posture, most likely you're not going to be able to fix it on your own. Most likely, you need to come and see someone like myself. You know, someone who specializes in postural correction. So some of the most common causes are things like occupational posture. I already talked about this, but when you're working, if you're sitting at a desk or, you know, you're looking down at a computer that automatically causes your head to flex forward. Another one though, is if you, if you're leaning back, like if you drive or you sit on the couch a bunch to watch TV or whatever it might be, even if you're a reader, um, leaning back, you might think, well, leaning back is the opposite. I'm not leaning forward. Yeah. But the problem is when you lean back in order for your head to stay looking forward, you naturally have to crane your head forward, right? Because your upper body is at an angle that's leaning back. If, if you don't wanna be looking at the ceiling or up into the sky, you've gotta crane your head 
forward. And that actually can make forward head posture even worse than if you were sitting upright, right? So if you have to look down at your phone, which we all do, I get that. If you're a reader, which I'm a big reader, I usually read, you know, a book or two every two weeks. But the thing is, if, if, if you, as long as you're sitting upright and, and you can try to have the device or the book more in front of your eyes so that your head's not leaning forward so much, it's a lot less detrimental to your health. Another one is the way that you sleep. So your sleep posture, a lot of people don't think about this. I talked a lot about this during the sleep segment not too long ago, but sleep posture is a big one too. A lot of people use too many pillows or they have a pillow that's just way too thick for their body. And you know, one of the most common things that I hear from people is, well, yeah, but I got to elevate my head or I got to elevate my body because I have acid reflux. And so if I don't have my head elevated, the reflux gets worse. Well, that might be true, but you got to understand that just by using more pillows or elevating your upper body, you're not actually fixing the problem, right? It's like saying, well, the hose is, is leaking water and it won't leak water if I just hold, you know, you know hold one end up so it'll, it can only go one direction. Well, that might be true, but what we should do is just put a cap on the end of the hose and make sure, you know, it's, it's tightened up, you know, and your body is the same way. I mean, your esophagus is not a hose, but it does have these things called sphincters, which, you know, are supposed to prevent stuff from coming up the wrong direction. So all I'm saying is don't compromise your sleep posture just because you're trying to treat the symptom of something else. As I always say, you know, the cause is the cure, right? And the cause of your reflux is not laying flat on your back. There's an underlying cause. You probably ought to get your, your gut checked out. You know, like I said earlier, uh, forward head, and, and that's the irony, forward head posture has actually been shown to uh, make digestive problems worse or even cause digestive problems because of the effect that it can have on your vagus nerve. And the vagus nerve is a nerve that comes off near your brainstem and travels all the way down into your digestive organs and innervates many of the organs that use for digestion, including your stomach, and so, you know, that's the irony that using a big pillow makes your forward head posture worse, which can actually aggravate digestive issues. Um, I want to tell you a quick story real quick, because one of the most common symptoms that people get from forward head posture is headaches. You know, obviously people can get neck pain, people can get uh, tension in their shoulders or in their upper back, but tension in the neck muscles often affect the suboccipital muscles or the little muscles that are at the base of your skull. So if you take your fingers and you find the base of your skull in the back of your head, the top of your neck, there's like this little ridge. And if you push in kind of hard on those muscles, they're little tiny muscles right on the bone at the base of your skull. A lot of times those muscles can feel tender. And if they feel overly tender, especially on one side or the other, but even if it's both sides, most likely that's a sign that you've got forward head posture and there's, there's chronic irritation in those muscles, right? Unless you just got hit in the back of the head with something you know, if you have chronic tender tenderness in those muscles, you probably have forward head posture. And it's because the, the muscles in the neck attach to your suboccipital muscles. And that's how your, your body's able to keep your head upright. Right. And so nerve irritation that happens when you have forward head posture, uh, can also irritate the nerves that innervate your scalp and it can cause a tightening of your scalp. And that's why a lot of people, they get tension, headaches, or migraines. You constantly see them like rubbing their temple or massaging their scalp. They're trying to get those things to loosen up. Again, you're treating the symptom, not necessarily the cause. And then the last thing is, you know, headaches can also be caused by, especially migraines can be caused by aberrant oxygen flow 
because there's this thing called your vertebral artery that flows through your cervical spine or your neck. And when you lose the curve in your neck or your head goes forward, it puts a lot of strain and stretching on the muscles, the ligaments, the tendons, but also the spinal cord itself, which is where the nerve irritation comes from, but it can also cause tension in the vertebral artery. And just like if you took a rubber hose and you pulled it hard enough, it would start to stretch, but also the tube in the middle, you know, the lumen would become more narrow because you're stretching it, right? And so if you're causing that opening to be more narrow or to be less open, more narrow, you, you decrease the flow of blood and oxygen and then nutrients and everything else to the brain or to the skull. And that can cause headaches too. So long story short, I had this patient that came in a few years ago and her name was Stephanie. She was 52 years old. She was getting migraine headaches four to five times a week. Listen, guys, I have been fortunate enough. I've had a lot of health, you know, uh, broken bones, herniated discs in my lower back, torn muscles, tore my Achilles tendon. I've only had one migraine my whole life. And I think it was just so God could could teach me, you know, and show me what it was like for people that experience that because I became, you know, I'm a chiropractor, so I probably ought to know. Man, it was miserable. I cannot imagine what life would be like to have migraines often, you know, let alone four to five times a week. And so needless to say, she was just miserable. I mean, it was affecting everything. She couldn't work out consistently. She, it, she was having trouble at work because every time she had a migraine, which was literally almost every day, she'd have to take a couple hours and then take her medication. She was actually taking Imitrex, which is a really gnarly medication. In fact, they tell you not to take Imitrex if you're basically taking anything else, especially any kind of anxiety or depression medication, because there's uh, potentially such a, a negative uh, synergistic effect that happens with both of them. And and it's funny, I went and re I researched Imitrex recently, and it says on their website that Imitrex will only treat symptoms after the onset of a migraine or a headache. So you can't even take it as a preventative. It says it does not prevent or reduce the number of attacks that a person has. It'll only help treat the symptoms in the middle of a migraine. So they're basically telling you we're, we're not even trying to correct the cause of the problem, we're just treating the symptoms. And the problem is that like any other medication, side effects have, or medications have side effects. And if you take them too often for too long, those side effects end up becoming just as big of a problem, if not a bigger problem, than the issue you were trying to treat with the medication in the first place. And so she came in and we sat down and she goes, listen, I've, I've been to other chiropractors before. I didn't have the greatest experience. In fact, every time I would get adjusted, it felt like the, the headaches got worse. The migraines got worse. And I said, oh, wow, that's interesting. You know, I, well, I definitely don't want, I don't, want, I don't want that to happen here. Let's do some testing. And so we took her through the normal new patient process where we did a thermographic nerve scan to look for inflammation and uh, in the nervous system, which we did. We found a bunch of it at the base of her skull, which was not a surprise. And then we took really specific x-rays to look at the alignment of her skull and her C1 and her C2, which are the top two bones in the neck. And the reason why those three bones are important specifically is because they surround and protect the brainstem. And the brainstem is the most neurologically dense part of your nervous system outside of your brain. And so if there's any interference or imbalance or pressure or stress or tension in that area, um, it can definitely lead to migraines. And the other thing that we do with uh, the x-rays that we take is we measure forward head posture, which is what we're talking all about today. And just so you know, textbook normal for forward head posture is between zero and 10 millimeters. And her forward head posture was 55. And there's a couple problems with that. Number one, every 10 millimeters of 
increased forward head posture that you have. Uh, studies have been able to show that the weight of your head goes from 12 pounds or 10, it's between 10 and 12 pounds, depending on how big of a head you have. But the average person's head weighs between 10 and 12 pounds for every 10 millimeters of forward head posture that you have, which is not a lot. I mean, you can look at a ruler, 10 millimeters is not very much. But for every 10 millimeters of forward head posture that you have, it increases the effective weight of your head by 10 pounds. So what does that mean? Her head that should have weighed 10 pounds was effectively putting 55 pounds of pressure on her neck and then the rest of her body, you know? And she's not a big lady to begin with. You know, she's fairly skinny and she's kind of on the petite side. And so she's got basically this 55 pound head sitting on this neck and this body that's supposed to be supporting a 10 pound head. You get what I'm saying? And so obviously that creates a lot of stress and a lot of strain and not just on the muscles and ligaments, but also on the nerves. And that's what we found that because she had so much forward head posture, her skull had to subluxate or misalign as a, as a form of compensation. So yes, sometimes the body will purposely misalign your spine in order to compensate so that you can just operate. Because listen, in this scenario, with that much forward head posture, if her head didn't extend backward, she'd be looking at the floor all day long. You know, and you, you, you walk around and you see people out in the communities, usually it's older people, but they have like a really flexed forward upper back posture. And sometimes they'll even have the hump on the back of their neck and they're so far flexed forward, but their head has to crane upward in order for them to be able to see straight ahead. And that that's the body's way of purposely misaligning the spine so that the person can stay functional. Well, that's good in the short term so that you can walk around and do stuff. It's bad in the long term because every degree of subluxation that happens in your spine affects your nervous system in a negative way. And again, the nerves that innervate those suboccipital muscles at the base of the neck, they come out of the spine exactly in the location that was subluxated or misaligned. And it was her body trying to do the right thing just to survive, but it was actually causing her headaches. And so I said, listen, you know, Stephanie, the reason, I think the reason why every time you got adjusted in the past, it was because the chiropractor wasn't basing the adjustments on x-rays and every time you'd get adjusted, it was irritating these bones. And because there was no spinal rehab, like stretches and exercises that were specifically designed to correct the structure of your spine, i.e. your forward head posture, you were getting adjusted, but you weren't fixing your posture. And that's, that's what you guys need to understand is that, you know, if you go get adjusted or if you do anything, but you're not actually fixing the structure, you're not actually correcting the posture, the problem is just going to come back. And this is, I see this so many times with people that have been to other chiropractors. And even if they got good results temporarily, oftentimes the problem comes back and it's because you're not actually fixing your posture. You know, you get adjusted a couple of times and maybe it gets better. Maybe it doesn't. In Stephanie's case, it didn't. It actually made it worse. But even a lot of people that go to the chiropractor, you know, they, they feel great afterward. And sometimes it lasts a day or two or a week or two, or maybe even a month or two. But again, if you're not fixing your posture, it's only a matter of time before the problem comes back, right? And so we put her on a, a corrective care plan. What is corrective care? Well, it's a lot different than just your average chiropractic care plan or care. You know, you're not just coming in every once in a while to get adjusted or get a tune up or just get, get the pain treated. Um, we're actually putting people on a corrective plan, which means, you know, we're not satisfied. We don't stop until your spine is actually corrected. And we base that off of x-ray. So we take pre and post x-rays and, you know, she started with four, 55 millimeters of forward head posture. And after two months, 
of doing corrective care, which is a combination of chiropractic adjustments and spinal rehab, her forward head posture was 50% better. And that's after two months. And this lady's 52 years old. She's had migraines four to five week, four to five times a week for decades. And you might think like, well, at that age, you know, decades of, of problems or decades of the same problem, you probably can't even fix that at that point. And while it is true that you may not be able to fix it completely, like you may not make, you may not be able to make it go away a hundred percent. You may not be able to fully correct the spine structurally because there may be limitations of matter like degenerative disc disease or osteoarthritis or, um, you know, uh, osteophytes or bone spurs in the, in the spine, you can still make it better. In fact, I've never met a patient ever in 12 years and thousands of patients. I've never had a patient come in that I couldn't help at least get better to a degree, right? And so after two months, her forward head posture got 50% better and her migraines went from four to five times a week to two per month. In fact, the two months that she was under care, she only had two migraines. And after that, it, it just kept getting better and better and better. Now she's on a maintenance plan and now she's she's happy. She's off of her Imitrex. She doesn't have to take that stuff anymore after taking it for years. And she's able to live her life. You know, she's able to go to work. She's able to concentrate. She's able to work out and enjoy her life. And so, you know, I think about in listening to Stephanie's story. I think about how many people are out there that suffer unnecessarily from stuff like this, you know, and I, and I'm not claiming to be able to fix everybody on planet earth, but I do know that your body is designed to heal. It just is. If you cut your hand, your, that cut will heal. Whether you are a scientist or a PhD or a medical doctor, whether you put medication on that cut or not, that cut's going to heal. And that's just evidence that your body has this healing power. And it's not some kind of weird power. It's just the way that our bodies are designed, right? The problem is that there is usually an interference that's not allowing your body to heal. And that's what happened with Stephanie. And that's what happens with all of our patients that we're able to help is we're not fixing, we're not curing them. We're not treating them. We're not giving their body anything that it doesn't already have. In fact, we're doing the opposite. We're removing the interference. When we fixed her forward head posture and we fixed the subluxation in her, her skull and her upper, upper cervical spine, all we were really doing was removing stress on the systems in her body that were already, de already designed to function optimally and heal her. So she healed herself. We just removed the interference. And so, you know, maybe, maybe this is you, maybe you're suffering unnecessarily from something like neck pain or back pain or numbness and tingling in your arms or headaches or even migraines. Maybe you're taking a medication, even if it's just ibuprofen, maybe it's something more uh, serious that requires something like Imitrex or Topamax, you know, and I, and I, and, and maybe you're sick and tired of living that way. You know, in fact, I've never met someone who wanted to live with symptoms or wanted to take medication. It's just a lot of times people don't know what else to do. You know, they don't think there's another option or they've tried certain things and maybe they weren't successful. And so they kind of gave up, they kind of lost hope. And I just want to let you know that you don't have to live like that. You know, if you can find the underlying cause and actually correct it, instead of just treating the symptoms, your body can heal. And that's not my opinion. That's just a fact that your body is designed to heal. We'll be right back. Hello, my name is Donna. I heard Dr. Sousley's radio program and everything he said made sense. It's what I was looking for years ago, but didn't find. I hurt my leg somehow, either from not exercising or it was an injury. So I actually was a bit disabled. I couldn't walk right, my gait was off. 
Um, it upset other parts. All my muscles were in pain. I was taking a lot of ibuprofen and Tylenol. So I was pretty excited to uh, come in for my initial consultation with the x-rays and all that. They set up a four-month program for me. It was based on my needs, and it's been just an absolute wonderful experience. I had a lot of terrible tension headaches, and in six months, uh, I've only had a couple of those headaches. I'd say my leg is about 90, 95% better, and previous to hearing Dr. Sousley on the radio, I'd also slipped and fallen really hard on ice, and I had some terrible pain, the muscles around my shoulder blades, um, and that is also um, completely gone. So I'm continuing with my maintenance, and I look forward to coming in, and it's just been wonderful. All right, welcome back to the show. Today we're talking all about forward head posture and how your temporary posture becomes your permanent posture. And your permanent posture affects your health and your lifespan. You know, we talked all about how forward head posture, which is the most common form of postural distortion because of people sitting at work or driving or looking at technology, you know, being at, uh, being at a desk or a workstation. I mean, it's, it's epidemic. I mean, that's why they're calling tech neck or text neck, uh, you know, this epidemic where it's affecting everybody all around the world. And it's just, it's technology has done this to us. We sit for most of the things we do. And even if we're not sitting, we're typically on a device many hours of the day, or even if you're a reader, you know, looking down and reading for several uh, minutes or hours, multiple times a day can affect your posture negatively. But the reality is that whatever posture you put yourself into most commonly, that becomes your permanent posture. We also talked about your sleep posture and how your sleep posture can become your permanent posture. And that's why it's so important to pay attention to your sleep posture. But I wanna, I wanna spend a couple of minutes here and talk about some interesting research that's come out that shows that your posture, your head posture specifically, again, doesn't just cause things like neck pain, back pain, uh, tension in your shoulders, or numbness and tingling down your arms. Also digestive issues, hormone imbalance, lung problems, and even heart problems. In fact, you know, I've got this interesting story about this patient named Rowena, and she came in, gosh, this is probably 10 years ago. We had only been open a couple of years, and we were just getting into the specialization of uh, postural correction. And so if you listen to this show, you know that the type of chiropractic that we do is not, not typical. It's very unique. In fact, statistically, less than 5% of chiropractors in the United States do the type of chiropractic care that we do. And it's called correction or corrective care. And it's just that. Like our, our goal is not just to adjust people to treat their symptoms. It's not just to walk in, get adjusted, walk out, and come in, you know, see you next time when you're hurting again. It's we're actually correcting the structure of people's spines. So this would be people with like really bad forward head posture, scoliosis, whiplash, postural distortions from years and years of doing things a certain way. And it's a little bit more, I shouldn't say a little bit, it's a lot more involved. I'll just be honest. It's a lot more involved. There's a lot more to it. You know, it's kind of like physical therapy and chiropractic combined, but the ultimate outcome is so impressive. You know, and Rowena is a great story. She came in 10 years ago. And initially she came in because she had sciatica. So she had really bad sharpshooting, stabbing pain, going down her leg, back pain. And she was taking muscle relaxers and pain pills for that. But we started working on her 
for that and you know correcting her spine we we're working on her whole spine because she uh, had a desk job forever and so she had really bad forward head posture and after about three or four months of her being under care you know her sciatic pain was pretty much completely gone she was off the medications and she goes you know it's the weirdest thing i was actually scheduled for a carpal tunnel uh surgery but since starting care here my symptoms have improved so much that i, I canceled the surgery so i'm still a little bit uh, skeptical in terms of, you know, how long this is going to last or if it's going to be a permanent thing. But, you know, for now, my carpal tunnel seems to have gone away and I haven't changed my job. I still have a desk job. I still work at a computer and operate a mouse all day. She's like, it's the weirdest thing. And I said, well, listen, you know, your forward head posture wasn't just putting a lot of pressure and strain on the muscles in your neck and your upper back, but the nerves at the base of your neck also go all the way down your arms and into your hands. And I see this quite often that people that have carpal tunnel like symptoms don't always necessarily have carpal tunnel and sometimes they do right and if you do you got to go to a specialist and you know follow their recommendations because getting adjusted probably isn't going to help you with that but in her case and i've seen this so many times now that it's it's at least a compelling thought you know if you're a person that that deals with carpal tunnel symptoms you might want to consider this but just by correcting her forward head posture and the alignment of her neck, her neck, her carpal tunnel symptoms went away. And it's because we we're able to take enough pressure off the nerves at the base of her neck that her body was able to heal. And it turns out that all the craning of her neck and the forward flexing of her upper back and the rounding of her shoulders was just causing a lot of strain on the nerves that fed into the brachial plexus, which is the nerve network that goes down your arms and in your hands, right? I've got another interesting story about a pastor patient of ours named, uh, Dave, well, I'll just, I'll call him pastor David and, uh, interesting story about him. So Costco had me come in and do uh, a detoxification lecture and, and for whatever reason they wanted their employees to learn about toxicity and detoxification. And so I talked about how toxins hide out in foods and how personal care products contain toxins that can interfere with your nervous system and your hormone balance and your energy levels. And, you know, even cause things like early menopause or, you know, low testosterone levels in men. And so we went through this whole thing. And then like I normally do, I gave an opportunity for people to make an appointment to come and see me. And so long story short, Pastor David's wife uh, worked at Costco at the time. And so she made an appointment. She was having a bunch of neck issues and numbness and tingling in her arms, you know, same type of thing. And we started working on her. And she goes, you know what? I, th I think my husband should come in. And he's probably going to be kind of skeptical because he's seen chiropractors in the past and didn't really get the best, you know, results. Like he would have temporary results, but they didn't really last very long. And I said, well, what's going on with him? And she goes, well, he, he has asthma and he's, you know, he's 60 years old and he's had asthma his whole life. And I'm just curious, you know, after learning what I've learned and understanding the way that you've taught how the body functions, the body can heal itself and the correlation between posture and function. I'm just, I'm just wondering what is, you know, what does his posture look like and how is it affecting the way his body's functioning specifically as long as, and so David came in, we did the thermographic nerve scan, which found a lot of inflammation in the nerves at the base of his neck and upper back, which interestingly go straight to the lungs among other things. And then we took x-rays and we found a tremendous amount of forward head posture and this thing called hyperkyphosis of the thoracic spine. So if you look at your at your spine from the side on an x-ray, you should have a forward flexed curve in your upper back and then a backwards flexed curve in your neck. But the curve in your upper back should only be flexed to a certain extent. If it's flexed more than it should be, that's called hyperkyphosis. 
And there's some really interesting research out now that has been able to prove that if you have hyperkyphosis of your thoracic spine, that not only does that lead to things like upper back pain or tension, or sometimes even like numbness and tingling in your arms, depending on how high up it is, but it's also been shown to decrease lung capacity by up to 30%. It can also affect heart function. So listen to this. I mean, if you have forward head posture coupled with hyperkyphosis of your, your upper back, your thoracic spine, and your lung capacity is being reduced by 30%, of course you're gonna end up with a, a lung issue. You know, the cause of your asthma is not a lack of steroid inhalers, you know, and even if you're a kid, you know, a lot of people say, well, I've had asthma since I was a kid. Well, did you get your spine x-ray when you, when you were a kid? How do you know it wasn't hyperkyphosis of your thoracic spine when you were a kid? And why did you have asthma and every other kid that you played baseball with or went to school with or had recess with? And, you know, it seemed like you guys were all the same. And for some reason you had asthma and everybody else didn't. Well, there's a, there's a cause. It's not just bad luck. It's not genetics. You know, there's always a cause. And so even though Pastor David had been on an inhaler for over 20 years and off and on many years before that, you know, I told him, listen, it's not, there's no guarantee, but if we improve your posture, there's a high likelihood that your lungs are at least going to function better. And it's not my job to heal you. Your body will heal itself. We just have to remove the interference. We have to put your body in a position where it can function like it was created to function. And he liked that because he's a pastor. And so he obviously believes that God created our body whole and perfect. And we have a purpose. And I believe all those things too. And I said, listen, together, we're going to work towards correcting your posture so that you can feel better, but more importantly, so that your body can function like it's created to function. And Pastor David, if your body's functioning like it's created to function, do you have asthma? And the answer is obviously not. And so we got really optimistic and we worked together and it, and it took time. I mean, I'm telling you at 60 years old, a lifelong history of asthma and poor posture, you know, he's also a big writer. And so he spends a lot of time, you know, at a desk or a computer writing, which isn't great for your posture, as you know, and doesn't take posture breaks like I teach people to do. And, you know, just wasn't really aware of it, but eventually it caught up to him and his temporary posture had become his permanent posture, like I said before. And so little by little, he started feeling better. His range of motion improved. We took a progress x-ray after two months of corrective care and his posture was better, but it wasn't good enough. And so we kept working with him, even though he was coming in less and less and less, he was really consistent with the spinal rehab that I gave him to do at home. And that's a big difference about what we do compared to just your average chiropractor is we do what's called corrective care. Like I said, it's like a combination of physical therapy and chiropractic, and you can't just get adjusted, right? Like David couldn't just come in and get adjusted. Even if he was getting adjusted every single day, even if he did that, that wouldn't change the structure of his spine and his posture. Why? Because it's not just alignment that determines your posture. It's also strength and stability in the muscles in your spine. And if you don't stretch the right ones and strengthen the right ones, you probably never see an improvement with your posture, at least not permanently. And so we kept working with him little by little, he got better and better. And after six months, he was able to actually get off his, his inhaler. And listen, he had been on this, he, he was one of those people that carried it in, a, in the chest pocket of his dress shirt. You know, he, he wears these dress shirts with a pocket on the chest and the inhaler is always in the pocket. And, you know, he's able to get off of his inhaler after six months of correcting his, his posture. And, you know, him and his wife have been patient for, patients for several years now. And to my knowledge, he's never had to use that inhaler ever again. And this is a person who'd been dealing with asthma their whole life. You know, and this, this is one of the saddest things that I deal with or that I hear from people that I work with is, 
they, the people just don't think there's any hope. They don't, they don't think that there's actually a solution. They've lost all hope. And I understand that there are so many people out there that are trying to sell you solutions. And there's a lot of snake oil salesmen, so to speak out there. And I, I am sorry for that because I feel like what it's done is it's ruined people's confidence. It's ruined people's trust. And so that's why I, I you know, I like to be crystal clear with people, even with people like pastor David, where you know, I'm saying, listen, it's not my job to heal you. I am not the healing force here. Your body is. And the good news is that I know for a fact that your body can heal. And we can trust that because if you go cut your hand, that, that cut heals. That's evidence that your body still has the healing power inside of it. And again, it's not some kind of weird power. It's just the power that your body is born with. It's the same power that takes two cells from, you know, one from a man, one from a woman, brings them together. And nine months later, you have this miracle that we call a baby, right? That same power is the power that heals you. But if there's interference, and we're talking all about how posture is a major form of interference. Listen, posture doesn't just cause back pain or neck pain or headaches, but posture has the ability to affect the way that your body functions. And just like in Pastor David's case, it was negatively impacting the way his lungs could function. And so we just removed the interference by correcting his posture and his body was able to heal itself. The last issue that I want to talk about is heart problems. And this one's really interesting too. There's a study that came out um, a little while back called the Bridget, the British regional heart study. And what they did is they actually, this was a, a, you know, any study that can go on for 20 years without ending the study is pretty impressive in my mind because it just, it gives us the opportunity to accumulate a lot of data and we can eliminate a lot of variables. And so what they did is they took a bunch of men and they tracked them for 20 years. And none of these men initially, or or in in the beginning, um, had histories of heart problems. So there was no cardiovascular disease, you know, that ran in the families of these guys. None of them had already been diagnosed with high blood pressure or anything else. And they tracked them. They were looking for a correlation between posture and heart function. And what they found was that over that 20 year period, the average man lost two centimeters of height due to poor posture. So you guys have seen this as people age, their head goes forward, their upper back rounds forward, and people typically get shorter. And it's not just because your bones get shorter or the joints compress, although they do compress a little bit. It's like millimeters over decades, it's not centimeters. And so what they found is that the average man lost two centimeters of height due to poor posture, but they also saw a correlation that for every uh, for every one centimeter of height loss, there was about a 20% increased risk of death from heart attack. And so the average man lost two centimeters of height, which increased the collective risk of the group of to death by heart attack by 40 some percent. You know, and they even found uh, some of the people that had lost the most height, like guys that had lost three centimeters of height, which again, get a ruler out and you could even do this yourself. Like have your spouse or a friend put you up against the wall and measure your height. And then think about what you, what you, what your height was, you know, when you were 20 or even 30 and you can do the math. But what they found is that guys that had lost three centimeters of height due to posture had a 64% increased risk in death from heart attack and all other factors eliminated it was just due to posture. And the question is, well, why is that? Why is getting shorter from poor posture have such a negative impact on your heart? Well, what they found out is similar to what I was talking about with Dr. or uh, Pastor David's case is that when your head goes forward and your upper back rounds forward and you, and you end up getting shorter due to 
the postural distortion. Not only does it decrease your lung capacity by up to 30%, but that also puts a lot of extra stress on your heart because think about what your heart actually does. Obviously it beats all day long, but what it's doing is it's pumping blood throughout your body. Well, what's one of the main constituents of blood? Oxygen, because every tissue in your body needs oxygen in order to function. Well, if you're getting 30% less oxygen into the blood, your heart has to work harder in order to get the same amount of oxygen circulating throughout your body. Do you follow me? And so it puts a lot of extra strain and stress on the heart. Well, if you do that too much too often, your heart's not going to last as long, right? You're going to develop things like cardiomegaly or arteriosclerosis because there's constant stress and inflammation on the nerves and the blood vessels. And so that's the correlation. And they found that people with poor posture had a much, much higher risk. And this is, I mean, 64%, that's significant. I mean, that's up there with like smoking. I mean, think about that just for a minute. There's the risk of dying early from smoking. And then there's the risk of dying early from poor posture. And you, you don't see any commercials about that. They're not paying any celebrities to increase awareness, you know, for your posture, but they probably should be because statistically speaking, they're, they're proving now that it's just as detrimental. It's just as dangerous. And the, and the thing is that poor posture also decreases your quality of life. So it's not just that you end up having heart problems and you die of a heart attack. I mean, it'd be one thing if you could live your best life and all of a sudden at 85, you die in your sleep of a heart attack, that wouldn't be the worst way to go. But the thing is that along the way, your health deteriorates for usually decades before you actually end up with some kind of, you know, life ending event, you know, and these symptoms include things like neck pain or back pain or headaches or migraines or numbness and tingling in your arms or your uh, hands, you know, breathing issues, asthma, having to take an inhaler or be on a blood pressure medication. Meanwhile, the underlying cause could be simply just poor posture. And the question is, well, how do you know? You know, if you're listening today, you might be like, well, well, shoot, you know, I, I have asthma or I have breathing issues. I have uh, a lowered endurance than, or stamina than I used to have. And I can't put my finger on why that is. And I just thought I was getting older. Maybe it's, you know, maybe you're on a blood pressure medication or you're, you have some kind of heart issue. And the question is, how do you know for sure what's causing that? Because I'm not saying that every asthma case is from forward head posture. I'm not saying that every heart attack is from poor thoracic posture. But the question is, how do you know? And the answer is, well, you have to get checked. I mean, how do you know whether or not you're really diabetic? Well, you have to do some blood work. How do you know whether or not you really have high cholesterol? If you really have, you know, certain health issues, if you really have a cavity in your tooth, well, you go to a dentist and you let them do an exam and take x-rays and then that way you know for sure. And then once you actually find the cause, it's empowering because now you can actually do something about it. And that's, that's like I said, in the, the first section of the show today is that the good news is you don't have to live like this. You don't have to suffer unnecessarily from these symptoms or this pain or these medications, but you do have to find the cause and you do have to correct the actual cause, not just treat the symptom. And so listen, you know, I have a, a special opportunity if you're listening to the show today and you, and the, this is resonating with you and you're like, yep, that's me. I'm, I'm tired of the pain. I'm tired of the issue tired of taking medications. I'm tired of not getting answers. I, I want to try to help you. And I can't guarantee that I can fix all your problems, but I can guarantee that I can at least help you try to find the cause of the problem. Because if we can't find the cause, we'll never be able to correct it, right? Finding the cause is always the first step to correcting the problem and achieving optimal health. We'll see you next week. 